Welcome to Artscape, a new presentation from SFU Woodward's Cultural Programs, located in Vancouver, BC, at SFU Goldcorp's Center for the Arts. I'm Michael Boucher, Director of Cultural Programs. Join me as I sit down with leading edge artists in dance, theater, cinema, music, and digital arts, as they explore new practices and approaches, reflecting the ever-changing landscape of contemporary arts. Please tune in to our conversations of discovery anywhere, anytime on your favorite streaming platforms. Welcome to Artscape, and this is our 10th anniversary, and we're so delighted to have with us the Vancouver South African Film Festival, a partnership that's been now eight years long. They're going into their 12th anniversary. Can you kindly give us um, an idea of the reason and the origins of this festival going back the, the 12 years how did this come together okay I'll, I'll give a little bit of a brief history so 12 years ago basically we got together with ruth herman and dave chagnovsky and had the idea to run a south african film festival started off with one movie on a friday night and then or saturday night and then some movies on the sunday we had a fantastic reception to that and so that's what it grew from and always behind the festival was the idea to educate and inform people about south africa and to support the important cause of education without borders and just a little trivia the the very first film that we put on was called skin and it was at the old granville cinema which doesn't exist anymore wow. and people were standing around the block trying to get in fantastic fantastic would you mind wendy mentioning a little bit about the the community itself the is it a, a diasporic community or is it larger than that in regards to vancouver and this festival uh, well, I can talk a little bit about our film selection committee. Before I do so, I will introduce myself. I'm Wendy Royal. I've been with EWB and the South African Film Festival for the last seven years. And so my major role has been in selecting the films together with, with a group of uh, committee members. I can tell you a little bit about their function and what we do and how we select the films. We have a group of about 12 committee members. And they are very diverse. We've become very diverse. We have old people. We've got young people. We've got people of color. We've got uh, expat South Africans. And we've got Canadians. And we have people from right across uh, Canada now. I send them out a film every week. They review it. And then they write a little review. And they send it to me. Every three weeks, we have a Zoom discussion meeting. We discuss. And we're all very passionate and very opinionated. But because we come from so many backgrounds and experiences, there are a lot of voices that all come together to make the selection. We really try to make the selection based on consensus. So we all try and persuade each other about the film and we give it a yes, no, or maybe. And this sort of continues right for really almost a year uh, until the festival. So this past year, we actually reviewed 30 films and then made the selection uh, of five uh, feature films, nine documentaries and five shorts. So that's sort of the function of, of the uh, selection committee. As I've said, we have become a community, but it's in a community that reaches a lot of different people. The choice of films reflects that diversity. We sort of feel we have something for everybody. And in regards to the connection with South Africa, is there a core group of people that you work with in South Africa, 
or is it the um, Education Without Borders is the real bridge? I would say uh, we try and look at every different aspect and draw from, from a variety. We use all our contacts through EWB. I have a lot of personal contacts in South Africa who are involved in the film industry. Journalists, I was a journalist myself in South Africa, so I sort of draw on that connection. Uh, we also look at a lot of the film festivals that are held in South Africa. We try and sort of pick the best. And because we've been running now for you know 12 years, we've also developed relationships with the film industry in South Africa. So sometimes we actually will be given screeners to preview because we kind of are developing a, a fairly good reputation now and people want their films to be uh, shown at our festival. We work, of course, with our other sister festivals in the States and in Australia and New Zealand, and we sort of share uh, screeners and films that we've heard about. Yeah, I was just going to say that in recent years, because we've become well-known to South African filmmakers, we've actually been approached uh, by, uh, I'm just thinking of a particular filmmaker who lives in France, who is trying to promote Black female film makers in South Africa and I and I think Wendy can even talk to this at last year's festival for the first time we showed some short productions by these filmmakers so we're promoting film making in South Africa yeah and just to add to that one of our goals uh, with the film festival uh, has been to try and uh, it showcase underrepresented filmmakers. So that has been, you know, a big part of what we we do now is try and uh, and really target uh, those underrepresented groups. And they realise that, and and so are also forthcoming to send us their their work, which is very exciting for us. Cecil, you were mentioning past the evolution of the Vancouver South African Film Festival, where it was its own chapter and now it's kind of bridged itself with the Toronto chapter is that correct can That's you explain correct. what are the evolution of this it sort of became natural with the advent of of the zoom technology and people now getting more comfortable talking long distance the way we're doing it it just became a natural um collaboration to work together with Toronto and uh, then it became natural to have a streaming festival across Canada and I think it's really the result of technology and uh, communication technology in particular. I should say I'm a, I didn't introduce myself properly but I'm, I'm a co-founder with Ruth of both Education Without Borders and the South African Film Festivals. Fantastic. There is this real educational backbone to the whole thing. And can you just explain, uh, certainly you're basically allowing for a lot of discourse within the South African context. I mean, where where people in South Africa can actually see films and then talk about the, the backdrop of, of these films and their themes and uh, how South Africa is coming out to define itself in a, with a lot of challenges. There's no doubt that there's a lot of politics to all this, but can you just help explain that a little bit more? But I think Wendy does create a lot of bonus content for the films. She interviews directors and producers and the actors in, in the films. So I think that brings us closer to South Africa and what's happening in South Africa and what 
prompts those particular films being made? I think when we make our choice, um, we also are looking for films that where the issues resonate in Canada. In South Africa, uh, the the issues are are writ large, shall we say? Yeah. They're very obvious. These same issues actually exist in Canada. They are a little more subtle. They're a little more hidden. But we often find the issues of racism, issues of environmental degradation, indigenous rights. These are issues that are very much of the forth- in the forefront of Canadian uh, perspectives too. So, so we do try and, and bridge that, make that connection. And we can do that by you know, having these discussions afterwards, by interviewing the directors, by having a panel discussion. And I can give you an example of one of the films this year. It's our film, Josie Gold. It actually follows uh, an environmental activist, Mariette Lieferink, uh, as she battles against mining companies in trying to make them responsible for the degradation of the communities and the environment. Well, I mean, that's not really a new theme. And we know that in in Canada, Canada has a huge mining industry too. And they haven't always had a sterling reputation in terms of uh, exploiting communities and exploiting the environment, both in Canada and in the developing world. So in our panel discussion, we've got the film director, uh, Sylvia Vollenhofen. We've got um, the activist, Mariette Liefering. And we also invited Jamie Keane, from uh, Mining Watch Canada. We wanted to bring in his perspective and so that he could make a a comparison, you know, is it very much different and what are the differences uh, in terms of environmental activism and watching what Canadian mining companies are doing here. The elements that we've discovered in South Africa that among our indigenous population about the exploitation of indigenous resources and uh, maybe the silencing of Indigenous voices, that particular element is the same battle we're having in Canada. It resonates. If you watch a film about it in South Africa and you have a discussion about it, it's going to be relevant to Canada. And I I want to put in a a word about Education Without Borders and because besides um, our goal is to to support at-risk children in South Africa, we have also given a portion of our fundraising to Indigenous communities and education in Canada as well. So So it works both sides. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Um, So for this 2022 edition, is this really the first rolling back, bringing audiences back in? This is going to be less of a hybrid, more of a live experience? Is that the direction? Um, Well, the only live experience is going to be the one that we host at SFU Woodwards, which we're yeah. really looking forward to. Yeah. Um, we went in trepidatiously because, you know, people are still a little bit anxious about going into uh, spaces with lots of other people. So we just went cautiously this year, but we hope to grow back to having a, a larger hybrid festival here and in Toronto, for sure. I know everyone, uh, oddly enough, uh, because we're working with several partners, it's the same situation. There's this apprehension. But we've decided certainly we're going to welcome people to come in wearing masks if they want whatever is their comfort zone. We just want them back. We're going to adhere to making sure that whatever new decrees or health decrees that that are of concern to people are going to be addressed. We're we're behind you 100% on coming back and we can't wait to be fully uh, normal. <laughs> but can you just talk a bit 
bit about the highlights for this coming festival? Wendy. Wendy. Okay. <laughs> well, I think I'll start off with our opening uh, film, Blind Ambition. I'm really excited about this film. It, you know, it's, re- it's about four young Zimbabweans who are trying to get away from Zimbabwe and find a better life for themselves in South Africa. And in order to do that, they, they go through tremendous difficulties. They stow away in a crater. They risk their lives. Uh, just to get into South Africa, even though in South Africa, there is a lot of xenophobia, especially against uh, Zimbabweans coming into the country. They've had a tremendously difficult journey. And they start off as waiters in different hotels, but then they actually become wine tasting experts. (laughs) And (laughs) it's quite remarkable. And they become the first all black team to compete in the wine tasting uh, championships in France. I think they did that three years ago. Um, and it's it's just quite delightful. And, and they also are entering into an industry that we know is completely Eurocentric. Uh, Zimbabwe has had no background in, in wine, wine tasting, wine growing at all. So it's quite remarkable. And it actually uh, brings to mind that wonderful film called Cool Runnings. I don't know if you remember that, about the Jamaican bobsled team yes. that competed in the 1988 Calgary Olympics. It sort of is the same sort of feel-good movie um, where you just are rooting for this team that have come up through so much hardship, through hard work and complete perseverance uh, to compete in France. Really highly recommend uh, this film to everybody. I think uh, it's just quite delightful to see uh, how this team manages and competes with the best in the world. So that, uh, to me, is is the first recommendation. Uh, my other, actually, favorite, favorite film is Loon. And Loon is, sort of takes the, um, the film festival in a little bit of a different direction because uh, traditionally we've always focused on uh, South Africans located in South Africa. But this film actually is about uh, an expat South African who is living now in Toronto and trying to raise her daughter. She suffers from a very severe bipolar disorder. And when the film opens, uh, it's in 1994, and she's just desperate to get back to South Africa to uh, be part of the uh, first free elections. It's really a film that I think would resonate so strongly with South Africans living in Canada uh, to see her desperation. I remember so clearly myself wanting to get back to South Africa at that time. And it was as much a pipe dream for me as it is for our main protagonist in this film. So it's actually a remarkable film. And uh, the director, Aviva Amor Ostroff is her name, and she co-directs, co-writes, and acts in this film. And her acting is really Oscar-worthy. She is amazing. She, it's really sort of based on the, her um, memory and, her, and the writings of her father, who himself had a very severe uh, bipolar disorder. So she actually plays her father, and her daughter is how she was growing up. So it's it's a very poignant and very layered film. I've actually watched it three times myself, and every time I find something more interesting in it and something new I can learn from it. And um, after the film, I have a conversation with Aviva, and she is brilliant. 
Um, so I think it's very worthwhile uh, watching and listening to her sort of explain her, her film and how difficult it was for her to sort of grow up as a daughter of somebody uh, suffering from severe bipolar and being in a new country without the sort of family help that we uh, are used to if we grow up in this country. Well, she really sort of normalizes uh, mental illness. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that in itself is is very commendable in the film. But her acting is just absolutely superb. You know, she's she's really good. That's quite, quite the lineup. Um, would you mind just giving us the opening night date? Yeah, so our opening night is on November the 3rd. It will open up with a musical rendition from a group called Maju Maju. And that will be followed by the movie. And um, at the end of the movie, there's also will be a short um, recorded interview with uh, Imzwa Shongui. He's on our film selection committee. He's only been in, in Canada from South Africa for about three years. He's a, a young black South African. And he's going to do the interview with Joseph um, Defana, who was actually the, the leader of the team Zimbabwe. And um, after the, the movie is done and the interview is done, those that have um, committed to coming to the reception afterwards will be having a wine and cheese reception in the World Art Centre um, at SFU. And there will be also um, a sommelier, a, a local Vancouver right, but an ex-South African who will give us a talk on wines. And uh, we will also auction off some bottles of wine at that event. And we will be having some music there as well. Thank you so much. It, it, can't wait to um, have you all back. We wish you every success with this particular edition. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank Thank you. You. I want to say, can I just also say how much we appreciate the support that we've got from SFUW over the eight years that we've been associated. It's really been a pleasure. So yeah. thank you very much. Yeah. It's reciprocal. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. And...